it seems like in Canada they're not necessarily taking a place anywhere, but they are so big in you know African country or even other places in the world. And I think that because of the digital world and Spotify and all these online platforms, like you don't have to be limited in your creativity. You can be yourself. There's a space for you. you just have to find it. Between the Grooves is hosted by James Curtis, music director and morning man in the greater Toronto area on Joy Radio. Andrew Brown, Juno-nominated singer-songwriter and worship leader. Both hope to share insights into Christian music, exploring ministry, message, and everything in between. You can connect with the show at faithstrongtoday.com slash between the grooves or via Twitter at Between Grooves. Now, here's James and Drew. And here we are once again. I'm James Curtis. And I'm Drew Brown. Wow, that sounded so professional, didn't it? It really did. It did. Oh, and uh, welcome to Between the Grooves. Between the Grooves. It's your weekly look at music, ministry, and everything in between with today's top Christian artists. Oh, didn't that sound good too? No, no, no. Didn't sound like the radio guy? Well, it's it, your top Christian artist. You naturally sound like the radio guy. That's why we all love you. Yeah, I don't know if I sound like a radio guy. You, you sound, sound like, like a, a... You have a wonderful radio voice. Do I really? Naturally. How's this sound? Uh, this oh, this is the radio voice. Oh, I shouldn't have said anything. No, and, and singers will identify with this. As you move closer to the mic, it just sounds deeper and... And careful. wonderful and Be careful now. Well, you thought I was going to say sexy. I oh, know you did. Oh my gosh! Oh, you can't say that word. You can't say that on the podcast. <laughs> well, we just did, folks. <laughs> this week's episode, a very special guest. We're going to get into this in a little bit, but her name is Kareen Bado, mm-hmm. and she's a relatively new Christian artist. And you know, this doesn't happen very often, but every once in a while, we'll get somebody recommending, hey, you really need to talk to this person. Right. Yeah. And when you get that kind of recommendation, what you want is the first the first thing you look at is the person recommending who they think you should speak with. And in this particular case, uh, it was a note from Jaylene Johnson, who has been around forever, and mm-hmm. not forever in a negative sense, but forever in her experience in songwriting and Christian music in Canada. Yeah. Uh, she's uh, been a director, or maybe currently a director with GMA Canada. Mm-hmm. Uh, so uh, she sent us a note on Instagram saying, you really need to talk to this person. It's like, okay. Um, If she says so. If she says so, then it must be important. It must be good. That's right. So uh, we're going to get into that in just a little bit. Mm. Uh, But before we get to it, we need to check in with the Community Cork Board. Community Cork Board. That was a very laid back, relaxed version of your little little jingle there. Yeah, yeah. Next time I'll do something really cool. Well, you're all talking. I'll bring some instruments in. Hey, we got an email from Dominic. He says, hey, guys, loved your podcast with John Corbin recently. Thought he gave some great perspective on the racism in CCM topic. It was a much needed follow up to your original conversation. So thanks for diving in even deeper. I learned a lot. I'm curious what other deep topics you guys would like to have. What is the Christian industry, music industry? industry not talking about but should thanks for the great content dominic well first of all thank you dominic yeah, for your man. note we thanks, appreciate uh, comments like that especially if there's a specific episode that you enjoy helps us get organized and and figure out what is the demand as far as our listeners are concerned hmm. yeah I, I feel that um I, I would love to hear and see more conversations within the CCM world about like equity and diversity, you know, sexism and racism. And, and what do you mean by equity? Um, well, because I I feel, especially um, in previous conversations with uh, with female, specifically female um, worship leaders and artists, that there's definitely a um, a huge difference between how they're treated, seen, dealt with, worked with, uh, paid out. I was I was wondering about the paid out, yeah. like as far as financial yeah, financials yeah. are concerned. And obviously, you know, like a Chris Tomlin isn't going to be paid the same as much as Drew Brown. Obviously, I got paid a little bit more. Obviously, <laughs> obviously, for for obvious reasons, everybody. Right. right. Um, so that that doesn't come. That's, that's a different cool. story. DrewBrownMusic.com. Visit now. DrewBrownMusic.com. That's DrewBrownMusic.com. Visit now. DrewBrownMusic.com. Is that enough of a plug for you, Drew? I, I appreciate My that. Goodness. I appreciate that, man. But yeah, so that I mean, that's a whole different story. That's that's legit and makes sense. But there is a little bit of a difference there. And so, and with race and um, even even politically, we don't want to be divis- divi- divisive. Oh my gosh, I can't divisive? speak today. 
Yeah, thank you very much, divisive. But you can use divisive. Everybody knows what you're talking about. <laughs> <That's> a, <laughs> it's a new word coined by Drew Brown. I, Again, go I, to DrewBrownMusic.com for more. Look at me. I'm making up stuff all the time. <laughs> These are the things I love to sort of see um, talked about and not in a way to create more issues. But definitely a way to see how can we be better with these issues? How can we um, come to a better understanding? How can we get to know and understand each other, even if we have difference of an opinion? Right. You, it's 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 understanding I mean? <laughs> it's understanding each other's perspectives. Yeah. I think with social media these days, you've got black and white. Where if yeah, if literally I, if I <laughs> if I disagree with you, yeah. um, you know, I'm going to unfriend you. Yeah, exactly. Or not have conversations with you. That's right. Come on, folks. Exactly. Like, we're all human beings. Why not have some great conversations without being, you know, what without jabbing a knife in somebody's back or something like that? This is it. Like, let's just have some candid conversations. I'm not going to convince you to believe what I believe, Drew, and, and vice versa, right? But it's it's great to have these conversations. Yeah. Um, I think that, yeah, there needs to be more of that, and and specifically in the CCM world, because that's what, you know, we talk a lot about in yeah. this podcast. Yeah. Yeah. So if there's anything that you've missed in the podcast, you know, previous episodes, uh, we've only got 160 plus of them out there, so get listening. <laughs> <laughs> What, what else would you do? What else would you talk about? Uh, I would like to, well, we can talk about this right now. This oh, is okay. something that happened in the last few weeks or maybe a month ago or so now, okay. kind of last lost track of time. Kanye West, obviously he was in the news, uh, especially if you follow him, uh, you know, especially if you've been, uh, you know, keep, keeping abreast of what he's been talking about. And recently he was talking about, you know, getting into these um, debates, I guess, or arguments with music labels oh, no. <laughs> about getting the masters to his songs. So let's take a step back. And, oh and what what are masters? Okay, so masters are the original recordings of the album or song. So as you work on them, um, whether it's on tape, whether it's on hard drive, the um, they the record label will keep the final mix and masters of your stuff. So they own it. So you might have a copy on a CD, you might have an MP3, but they had the original versions and they can do whatever they want with it. Right, and this is like very often like a pre-mixed or even final mix, but, That's right. but the multi-layers, exactly. multi-tracks yes. that are on there. That's Absolutely. right. Yeah. So, and I wanted you to define it because I know what it is, but, but yeah, you yeah. would probably define it a little better than me. I probably wouldn't, but keep but, going. But you did. English is my 10th language. Ten, yeah, I understand Raccoon, that. squirrel, pig. Yeah. Those are the first three. Yeah. It goes out from there. End game. What's <laughs> your end game? Sorry. That was a little, little tan- tangent there. But anyways, I saw that on the weekend. So, so good. I love it. I love it. <laughs> anyways, so so he's been in this debate and this argument going back and forth, saying he wants to top, talk to the top dog at the, at the right. record label and he wants his masters. Right. And so my thought on that is... Drew, if I if I hire you to sing at an event, here we go. <laughs> if I hire you to sing at an event, yeah. and whether it be a written contract or a verbal contract, right. but we both agree mm-hmm. because that's what a contract is. That's it's right. a mutual, uh, beneficial agreement. That's right. Uh, and you agree, and I agree that I'm going to pay you a hundred bucks to sing. Right. And everything's done, and and maybe you've already sung. Maybe the event has already happened. But then then. I either I come back and say, you know what, I'm only going to get a f- give you 50 bucks instead, or you come back and say, no, I want 200. Right. Well, we had a contract. That's right. So, Kanye, if you've got a contract with somebody uh, or with a record label and that's in the contract, well, that's in the contract. So, don't get upset or anything like that. You sign the contract. Right. That's what record labels do. There we go. Uh, now, if you wanted that out of the contract, then maybe you should have maybe you're not a good negotiator. Maybe they will never take it out of the contract. So you're just, you know, climbing yeah. up the wrong wall. But yeah. but at the end of the day, you could have negotiated that in the beginning of the contract. I, my personal you know, advice would be don't just sign in the dotted line for whatever they give you. Make it sure is. it's it's working for you as well. And I've heard of a few record labels where they will give the artist their masters back, but they will retain half of the profits from here until kingdom come. Right. Which for me, I'm kind of like, that's that's actually a good way to go. Right. Because they made the gamble. Exactly. Right? They took the yeah. gamble right in the beginning yeah. uh, on you. That's right. And yeah. Yeah. If, if they don't make any money, that's okay. But if, they, if you do, then they do. Right. That seems like a fair way to go. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I should use air quotes fair because it does suck for the artist. But like you said- they made that initial investment in you, right. paying the like tens of thousands of whatever it is. 
I think that works out pretty well if you can find a deal like that. Right. Yeah. And if and if you didn't like the deal that they were offering at the front end and part of that deal was they were going to retain the uh, masters, mm-hmm. then don't sign it. <laughs> please don't sign it. Honestly, Either please. sign with another label or go yeah. independent. Yeah. Like Kanye, could he have gone independent and still been as successful as he is now? I don't know. I don't think so. Right. Well, there you go. I don't think so. Have we talked a little bit too much on this? Yes. Sorry, it, it all stemmed from this email from Dominic. So thank you very much, Dominic, for sending the email. Let's blame Dominic. We're going to blame you, Dominic. Dom, you're in trouble now. But thanks for listening. Thanks for your comments. <laughs> hey, if you'd like to leave us a comment, you can send us an email anytime like Dominic did. Between the grooves at faithstrongtoday.com. You can also hit us up on social media and mm-hmm. uh, we can keep the conversation going there as well. We, okay. we want to talk to you, Kanye. Okay. We love you, Kanye. I'm, I'm exhausted now. Kanye, we love you. <laughs> it's time... <laughs> It's time to get into our conversation with Kareem Bedo. Okay. And this is uh, one of these conversations that uh, that came around, or, or I guess was initiated by, uh, as I mentioned earlier, Jaylene Johnson. Mm-hmm. And uh, she said, we have to chat with her. And so we did. And uh, this is phenomenal. This is, a, this is a great conversation on Between the Grooves with Kareem Bedo. Hello? Hi, is this Kareem? Yes, it's me. Uh, just a moment. I'll put my headphones on. Okay. okay. Drew, do you have your headphones on? I got my headphones on. I got my headphones Hello? on. <laughs> can you hear me? We can hear you. We're, we're wearing our headphones too. We got our headphones on. Oh, yeah. Very important. Very important. <laughs> yeah. Well, uh, how are you doing? I'm good. I'm good. <laughs> We're doing good. Uh, this is James, and uh, Drew is my co-host, and we we both know Jaylene Johnson, of course, with her background at the Gospel Music Association of Canada, but beyond that, she's been yeah. involved in Christian music in Canada for many years, and yeah. it's not very often that we get a recommendation from somebody to say, hey, you need to have a conversation with somebody, but... <laughs> But this is one of these examples where Jaylene uh, sent us a note, and I'll read what she said because I think it speaks volumes. She describes you as a remarkable young woman, an emerging artist, originally from Africa, a single mom writing songs and releasing them without a lot of budget, just heart and guts and faith in God. She has a voice like butter and sugar. I could listen to her sing anything. Yeah, this is so genuine. And the thing is, she she tells me that every day, every time I speak to her, um, she's so supportive. She's such an encouragement. And I'm very grateful to have met her. And uh, yeah, like I appreciate her so much. It says a lot. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it really does say a lot. I mean, when she sent when she sent us the note, I immediately went to listen to some of your tracks. And I was like, uh, she's right. Yeah, yeah, exactly. exactly. Yeah, uh, Kareen, uh, I'm uh, I'm also good friends with uh, I guess our mutual friend uh, Jordan Jackie, and uh, I've worked with Jordan many times over the last oh man, fifteen or longer years, and I still I still work with him. I send him a lot of my songs to, to get mixed, and and he speaks yeah. very 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 highly of you as well, Aww. and just lots of good things. And he's one of those guys where he if he doesn't he doesn't have anything nice to say, he just won't say it at all. Like he won't. That's, yeah, he's very direct. He's, yes, he, he is. He has never said anything about me, so go figure. <laughs> there you go. Yeah, he's, like he doesn't mess around. If it's if something is bad, he's like. Mm, you know what? Mm. Right. Yeah, no, I understand. I'm not going to take offense to that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And, 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 but it's not about I love, me. I love, I but, yeah, but it is now. <laughs> but it is now. It's it's really funny because my wife and I have been Here having we go. no, no, dude. We've been, we've been having these. We've been having these quote unquote, you know, not arguments or anything. But but she'll say something like, "Oh, I didn't have a good sleep last night." And then, then I'll say, well, neither did I. She said, but it's not about you. So, I know. I okay. Know. Like, I feel the same about people that always feel like when someone is saying something negative, they have to bring their story as well. Like, I'm like, no, that's, that's right. What I'm that's right. For. But I'm just that's trying right. to relate, you know? Well, right. Yeah, well, feel, yeah, that's true. Well, I'll, I'll, I'll say this and then we can move on. Um, when, when he does speak highly of someone, that's also a huge gift. 
because he doesn't just throw words around. He doesn't right. say like, oh, that they're great. He right. like it, when he says it's great, he really, really thinks they're phenomenal. Right. And so wow. when he says that you are great and one of his favorite people to work with, that for me speaks volumes because he doesn't he doesn't mince his words. He's very, very particular what he says and how he says it. Wow. So I'm yeah. really happy to have this conversation. When he, when Jaylene and Jordan both give high praise to someone, right. we take notice. Yeah. Now, how did, wow. Kareen, how did you become great? Oh, sorry. That, that didn't come out right. <laughs> how did you... I don't even know that I'm that great. I'm just, I'm just so surprised and hearing all these beautiful um, opinions that people have about me, like I'm very surprised. I don't even consider myself as great <laughs> or anything. Uh, I I like to say that I'm a baby artist. <laughs> <laughs> but you know these these both these individuals, the fact that they number one are are speaking highly of you and they've got accolades to throw at you, but but also the fact that they continue to hang out with you. You know what I mean? <laughs> That's yeah. right. That's right. It does. It does say a lot. It really does. It really does. It does. Right. I'm just curious as to, I mean, I know that you started writing music at the age of 15. Um, You're originally from, as we mentioned, you're originally from Africa. I'm curious as to how everything materialized from Africa. Now you're in Winnipeg, Manitoba. How did that happen? And also, how did you get hooked up with Jaylene and Jordan and and your local church? Like, how did that all happen for you? Mm -hmm. Yeah, so it, it is such a long and beautiful journey. Um, I was born and raised in Ivory Coast, which is a Francophone country in West Africa. Mm-hmm. So basically, I used to sing only in French and write songs in French. And um, like I, I gave my life to Jesus at a very young age when I was like 13, 14. So for me, Writing song is something that has been part of my life as a Christian, and I'm, I come from a very musical family. Uh, my grandmother used to sing, my mother used to sing. My older sister is actually a very well-known artist as well. And she's actually the one who introduced me to Jordan because she worked with him on one of her songs. Right. And uh, that's how everything came with Jordan. I was like, Kelly, I think that I want to release a song that I've written. It's in English. I don't know. Like, what do you think? And she was like, Karen, I believe in you. And uh, I'm just going to connect you to Jordan. And with Jaylene, we, we met at, at my local church. Um, I've been leading worship at my church for the past um, nine years. Mm-hmm. And again, like I did it when I came to Canada. I came to Canada in 2007. And I didn't write, I couldn't write any song for the past nine, ten years. Like I couldn't write anything. I was sitting, I felt so threatened by learning English. I felt so lost in my artistry. Like I couldn't do anything. I was just constantly uh, focusing on my accent and making all these kind of circumstances really took a toll. Like I took a toll on my confidence. I couldn't write anything basically. Um, until three years ago, I went through a divorce while I was expecting my child. And mm-hmm. I think that that was a very dark time. And during that time, just like that, like all of a sudden, I felt that I had something to say. I had something to express um, musically. And I picked back my pen and I started to write songs. And I shared my songs with my church at first and the feedback I got was so impressive and all these things kind of came together and I felt in my heart that if people from my community, from my church are asking me where they can listen to the song, like they were just like carrying, we don't want to just wait for you to sing the song at church so we get to listen to it. We want to be able to find your song anywhere and I felt like, okay, maybe that's the time for me to become public with my song and that's why I went to Jordan and I was like okay I'm gonna write my song save the Lord um, after that I got connected to Jaylene through church because she also attended um, the same church and she heard the song that I wrote and she was like Karen your song is so beautiful every time you sing it like I come alive and that's how we started our connection 
and she also encouraged me to to go public with my songs and she's been such a supportive friend like a mentor i would send her songs and she would correct all my little french translations that <laughs> i do in my head yeah, yeah i do a lot of those i'm writing it in my head i'm like oh this this is so good it makes so much sense and then i send it to her she's like no caring i'm not quite sure what you're trying to say here and uh so it is a learning process for me but i'm so encouraged and excited to see that people are receiving the songs and believing in in the ministry and what i'm trying to do here so this is how i met Jalyn and jordan they both been working on on my song and uh we we have that relationship and I'm very grateful to to know them. So do you do you write in French and then translate to English or are you writing uh, in English now? I, I completely write in English. Like this is so this is so off with my brain. I feel that I grew so much in my creativity and I've been impacted by um Christian pop music and gospel. So uh, I'm someone who also, I'm like a little sponge in my personality. Everybody who knows me will say that I don't necessarily identify as an African person. Mm-hmm. And I've been, I, I was born in Ivory Coast, obviously, but in my personality, I like to open up to anything that can better my journey. Mm-hmm. So I'm learning, even back in Ivory Coast, I was seeing Whitney Houston, I was seeing Maria Carey, and those are the big people that I was looking up to when it came to my vocal. So I'm, I'm open, and when I came here and I started doing writing songs, it came in English because for the past 12 years, I was practicing and singing in English. Okay. So lyrically, it is now it is even easier for me to write in English than to write in <laughs> French. I think those are two different creative space. And uh, yeah. That's really cool. I'm curious. Um, well, I used to live in Winnipeg for a while as well. Winterpeg. Let's get it straight. <laughs> that's right, Winterpeg. <laughs> spent, spent many years there, and that's how I connected with Jaylene and Jordan and even the people from your home church as well. And um, I'm curious, but what brought you and your family to Winnipeg? What was sort of like, um, what was drawing you to that city? I don't know what would draw somebody to Winnipeg. And that, that's, I know. And that's not being very nice. It's, I'm it's kidding. A, it's a beautiful city yeah. in the I summer. Really in the summer. Like, I really do. <laughs> Originally, I was we were supposed to go to uh, to France mm-hmm. because my father wanted us to have an international degree uh-huh. at the time. Yeah. So we were it, it made sense for us that okay, agriculture, France, we have kind of we have kind of the same history, you know, a cultural twist. But uh, finally, my dad was like, I think you guys should have a Canadian degree because Canadian degrees are very high in the market and I really love um, the educational programs that they have. So my dad just changed his mind and he sent us to Canada. Now Winnipeg, we knew someone at the French university here and my my dad trying to be protective of us. He was like, I'm not gonna send you to a city where I don't know anybody. Um, I know this lady, she's working at the at this French university, so you will get to study in French, but still learn English because I want you girls to be fully bilingual. I want to give you the best. And that's the thing with my dad and my mom. Um, they are very open person. They live in different countries, so they gave they gave us the best by by sending us here. here. So I live here with my two sisters, my older sister and my younger sister, that's just the three of us. So that's how we came to Winnipeg. One day my dad was like, okay, let's go to Winnipeg because I know someone there that will be able to guide you. And I want you guys to have the best degrees mm-hmm. and to go to, uh, to have the best education so you get to have more chances at your state. So the easy thing would have been to move to Montreal, I suppose, or at least somewhere in Quebec. But quite frankly, yeah. yeah but but if you're moving to another city where, you, you know, I understand the fact you've got a friend and they're yeah, in yeah. a French university. So there's that uh, plus, you know, for you. But uh, it's also, you know, uh, an amazing opportunity to learn another language, that being English. Yeah. But, you know, if I if I if I wanted to learn French, I would either, you know, move to Quebec or move to yeah. France or something. And you've got no choice but to learn it right <laughs> that, that's kind of what happened he was like i want you guys to be immersed into a language 
culture in Anglophone City. So you don't have any choice. And that was very hard. Yeah. Because mm. other than going to school, uh, also there, there's still a, there's a big Francophone community here. I'm going to say yes. that. Yes, there is. I still had the choice not to practice my English yeah. <laughs> because, yes, I, I was living in St. Boniface and there's, there's opportunities, jobs opportunities where you can speak in French and be comfortable. But I think that his main goal was for us to go out there and be bilingual and understand everything that we have to understand. So one of our second mode when we came here was to go into a completely Anglophone church. Right. Yeah. So Makes that sense. was the second move that my sisters and I did because we felt like, okay, we're already studying in French and we have French friends. We don't think that we are living <laughs> properly. So let's just go and find a place where we will be forced to speak in English. And that's how we uh, we started going to our local church. And uh, that was the beginning of um, the musical and ministry journey for us. So let's let's talk a little bit about the music side now. Mm-hmm. Um, what would you say are your musical influences, whether it be a style of music or or even artists themselves or groups that you've listened to growing up? Okay, so there is there is definitely a big um, African American influence. Yeah, um, that, 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 that was kind of a given, of course, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so back in Africa, I think when you come from um, like a, a West African country, we've been, we, we experienced uh, a very strong Western influence. So to the point where sometimes it is very hard for us to identify to anything else than Western culture because it is such a big influence and it's so trendy, so cool when you can sing with the Houston compared to singing a song or, or singing like a Nivorian folkloric song. So that was kind of the, the mindset at the time. Like you have to be like those people out there. That, that's the goal. Uh, but uh, yeah, so a lot of African-American gospel. Uh, when I came here, I started to listen to more popularly. So obviously, his song, Bittell, and... Uh, on the gospel side, I really love Miranda Curtis. Like, I just love her voice, and um, I'm listening to her songs as well. So I'm going to say that I'm a mix of many things, and sometimes it is very hard for me to know exactly what my style is because I don't necessarily fit into a box. Like I'll be singing a better song, and I'll try to do some ad lib that are just too much. <laughs> so <laughs> it's just a journey finding like the right balance, but I'm a mix of everything. And yeah, like all those big names definitely experience me um, in my writing style, in how I sing as well. Hmm. Now, what about Celine Dion? I mean, she's the biggest oh, French Canadian artist out there. I mean, you must aspire somewhat to, to her because yeah. you, you listen to her and you'd, you'd never know that she's, you know, fluent in French, or that's her main language, or, or primary language, uh, you'd never know it because of, of you know, you hear her sing, you would never know that. You just think she's a Canadian singer, especially the people, you know, in the rest of the world, except if she stops to talk and then you hear a little bit of the accent or she just speaks mm-hmm. French, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, actually, Céline Dion was big in agriculture in French. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, okay. that song, Je compris too, like, we love Céline Dion in a French style. Actually, I didn't know that she was singing immediately because in my head I wasn't sure, you know, like we knew of Canada, but we were not quite sure that there was like a French completely like a French province and you know, bilingual provinces and so it was very new for me to find out that actually Celine does sing in English <laughs> but yeah, she's big and we love her and we we listen to a song with some French, French artists as well, like uh, uh, she had a couple of featuring with French artists, and we are very close to French culture because we are an ex-colony mm. from France. So we always know what's going on in francophone, big francophone countries. So that's how I we we knew of Celine. But uh, the English side is actually what we discovered of her, and we yeah, are she's amazing, like how she sings in both languages. And I can't even tell that she has an accent. Like for me, I just feel like. When she sings in French, it is French. And when she sings in English, it is English. Yeah, right? yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. 
Now, do you, I mean, much like um, Celine and a lot of uh, Francophone artists uh, here in Canada, they tend to do the you know the, the the double release where each single there's an English version and a and a Francophone version. It's something that you have done already. Um, it's like, for instance, with uh, your latest single, "You Lead Me." Have you done like a French version of that? No, no. Like I, I feel that I don't have uh, access to the francophone market at this point because I'm starting off and I'm really trying to um, build my connections and and build my presence. Mm-hmm. Um, I haven't tried translating my songs yet. I feel that it's gonna be a basically different technique uh, <laughs> because French sentences are very long. <laughs> So it, <laughs> right, right. It, it is kind of writing a, a song on its own. Right. I feel that even when I listen to uh, like big songs, like Who You Say I Am, and this song is also translating the song. Like when I listen to the French version yeah. and I listen to the English, I feel like it is they writing a French song on its own because the lyrics are completely different. They do have the same meaning, but the sound and the choice of words is different. Like we can't just Go ahead and translate like, like that. It's like a whole new song altogether. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I gotcha. <laughs> I, I can't say I know a whole lot about the francophone music industry. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, there are artists in Quebec, for instance, that will send music to the radio stations, but I don't know specifically about the the French-speaking speak, um, music on the Christian mm-hmm. side anyways. And I would suspect, and I could be totally wrong, but I would suspect that it could be a tough market to crack. Um Partly because it's it's likely a smaller market. Mm-hmm. Now I could be wrong. I I think and and I don't know that much, but I do know there's a a friend of mine who's an amazing artist and producer in his own right, Sebastian Demery, and he's out in, yep. in Quebec, yep. and he he does a lot of stuff, you know, in Quebec, obviously, mm-hmm. but he does a lot of stuff over in France. Oh, okay. And so the, I guess there's yeah. a lot of interplay between right. <laughs> there okay. that you can yeah. sort of, you know, leverage and use. Right. And, and I was thinking Canada, so maybe I totally, yeah, yeah, yeah. Know, put yeah, the yeah. blind take the blinders off and but, yeah, look at the big picture. I think most people do. I think yeah. you're right to think that. But I think for him he's kind of like, wait a minute. <laughs> right. Right. <laughs> if I just do a little bit more. So I mean, I, and I, I don't know anything about the market, but man, when you do release something, <laughs> when you do release a francophone project, I think it'll do really well for you. I think, you know, Drew, if I can say, and I've said this before, I admire artists that can speak more than one language and and do music in more than one language. And we've talked about this, uh, I know, uh, and the one that comes to mind right away, of course, is Danny Gokey. Totally. Who, you know, most of his music comes out in English, but every once in a while, he'll throw out the Spanish version, do a music video and everything to go along with it. And it's like, oh, this is so brilliant because he can reach so many more people that way. Mm -hmm. Uh, South America. Mm -hmm. Uh, some you know places in Europe and whatnot, and I think it's just so smart to be able to do something like that. Mm-hmm. I agree, I agree, and it's a goal of mine to uh, be able to do French songs. I'm just, I'm just thinking that maybe for me the market again will be more Europe. Right. Um, like I have connection in in Europe, and I have connection as well in Ivory Coast because we speak French in Ivory Coast. So um, definitely, I'm not sure in Canada what the market is looking like, but I, I think there is people that will listen to French songs in, in Canada and Quebec. Like, per se, I, I knew, I grew up listening to Maggie Blanchard, mm. um, and she was, she, she, she's Canadian mm-hmm. from the 80s, but uh, 80s, the 80s? Yep. Yeah. That, yeah, she, she's from ID, but she, she lives in, in Canada, in Quebec, and she was very big in Ivory Coast. Um, as a francophone, Canadian francophone worship leader and Christian artist. So again, it's a goal, it's a long-term goal for me to be able to do that, but I have that in, in my heart to connect again. I don't want to feel like completely disconnected from my my culture, my origin, and my francophone heritage. Um, so I have plans to keep writing songs, either maybe brand new songs or translate somehow what I written already yeah and you know what's interesting is is i've seen this happen even with worship leaders where mm-hmm. they're not re- necessarily releasing music to radio mm-hmm. for instance but they they just release music and and for whatever reason it just uh strikes a chord with people in another country 
and and this worship leader's fan base, if you want to call it that, is huge, huge in these other countries, mm-hmm. and yet maybe not as big in Canada. And it blows me away when th- things like that happen because you wonder, you know. And then, of course, they start traveling and performing there and, yeah. and leading worship yeah. and everything else. And uh, and uh, you would never know. You would never right, know looking right. at them or, or hearing their stuff that they're huge in other countries. Like, you know. Yes. Oh, yes. Like, I know a few people like that. Even here, like, let's say Nigerian. Like, I know a lot of people in, in Winnipeg that are from Nigeria. Um, it seems like in Canada, they're not necessarily taking a place anywhere, but they are so big. Um, in other countries, in other Western, you know, African countries or even other places in the world. And I think that because of um, like the digital world and Spotify and all these online platforms, like, and even now that we're seeing with the COVID, people are orienting everything to reach a bigger audience. And this is so great to see that you don't have to be limited in your creativity you can be yourself there's a space for you um you just have to find it mm-hmm. yeah with this with technology these days there's so much that you can do yeah. if you really you know took an effort and and did it mm-hmm. okay so are you actually a canadian citizen now like when you guys moved uh into you know to canada did you guys become uh, canadian citizens yes yes okay yes, and what was that process like? It is a long process because I came with a student visa. Okay. So yeah, after yeah. You, you you graduate, then you apply for a work visa. And after you have a work visa, then you apply for your permanent residence. And then after that, then you can apply for the citizenship. So it probably took me um, eight years. Like if I include all the process of finishing my studies and working and applying and waiting because... It's a lengthy process. Like the residence on its own take up to a year. Yeah. And the citizenship also up to a year, but then you have to wait two years after your residence to apply for your citizenship. So totally eight years to become a Canadian citizen. But I, I love Canada. I love Winnipeg. There's, um, it's a beautiful city. And Canada is such a multicultural um, country. When I speak to my friends in other countries, they are so... They want to become Canadian. They're just like, we love Canada. I can see that there is you flourishing in your gift and there's place, there is a place for you and we want that. Yeah. So I am very um, fortunate to be um, Canadian and to have these kind of opportunities that people do not necessarily have. It, you know, it holds a lot of credibility when you do travel to other countries, too. When you say you're from Canada, yeah, it, it does hold a lot of clout. I that's mean, true. my brother and his family just went on vacation in Greece. And uh, this is just as as COVID wrapping up in Canada. Uh, there's not a lot of air travel happening. He's a teacher. His wife is a teacher. And so they decided, you know what? They, they got a really, really cheap flight to Greece. Uh, they've been there before. They went for about a month because, of course, they're teachers. They can take as long as they want. Uh, <laughs> knowing that they had to come back and they were going to have two weeks worth of quarantine. And so they planned that in their schedule before school started. And because uh, travel re- was restricted in parts of Europe and certain countries, yeah countries weren't allowed in Greece. One of them was the US. So when they traveled there, there was hard there were hardly any tourists there and yeah. and they got, you know, front of the line to any of the places they wanted to go to and and they were looked at um um very positively because they were from Canada. When people found out they're from Canada, it's like, whoa, wow. And then they, you know, the whole perception of, of, you know, the people, the residents there completely changes once they find right. out you're from Canada. And anytime I've traveled, I've found the same thing, so that's good. A little off off topic, of course. But, <laughs> sorry, I'm just thinking I want to go on a vacation now. Yeah, yes, yeah, yeah. You be both. Oh man. So, have you gone back to the Ivory Coast at all? Yeah, I do. Like before, yeah, I was supposed to go this year, but I do. My parents and my my parents and my whole family is still there, so I do. Like last time I went was about three years ago, um, right before I had my son. So yes, like I, I have my family there, my mom, my dad, so I talk to them often and um and I love Ivory Coast as well. Like we we are a small country but with a lot of character. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's that's how I see things and uh we've been we, we had a, a little bit of trouble as well back in two thousand. 
But for the past 15 years, everything is peaceful. And my parents are striving. They are entrepreneurs. And yeah, they were able to stay not here to study. So um, like sometimes people have that perception that it's very hard when you come from an African country. But I think it is a wrong perception. Um, different it's different countries. Some countries can be are officially declared not not as safe as others. But uh, I believe there um, we had our issues. But for the past twenty years, again, um, our economy is thriving. So um, it is a good place. It is a peaceful place. It's beautiful, and uh, I will keep going back to Ivory Coast. Yeah. There's a plug for Ivory Coast for anybody who wants right. to go. Yeah, yeah. We know somebody. Exactly. That's be great for tourism, yeah. you know. Yeah, See, right. a spike in tourism just after this that's conversation right, airs, right? right? Yeah. We should get like a, a kickback from that. You Absolutely. Know I mean? yeah. I'm yeah. hoping to get some commission yeah. in that. Yeah. Yeah. Ivory Coast Tourism Committee. You know, feel free to drop us a little, you know, something. Our PayPal accounts. Yeah. Maybe, maybe not. <laughs> <laughs> it sounds like a great place to visit, though. Yeah, it totally, yeah, it totally does. Yeah. So, what's next for mm-hmm. you musically? Yeah. Okay, so musically, I'm releasing a song, and uh, this is the first song of my EP because I decided that I will work on my first EP and uh, put together six songs that I that I like and that have been such a um, like an momentum during difficult times, and uh, I'm releasing it. So right now I do have a fundraiser, but I am starting off with that first song, and it's called Perfectly Made. Uh, it's an upbeat song. It's very pop and upbeat. So I can't wait to see how radios and people will receive that. Mm. And uh, yes, I'm applying for some grants as well, so I can continue on the project. So basically, there's more music coming, and uh, we're going to see where it takes. (laughs) I'm looking forward to hearing it. I guess uh, you mentioned a couple of things about uh, fundraising and and whatnot. So what are you doing for fundraising? So for fundraising, I do have, uh, like, I have a website, so I have all the information here, but I give people perks um, depending on how much they give. So um, one of the perks is like I can come and co-write with you and I will just give you the ownership of the song. The other perks is I come and I cook for you. So I'm just trying oh, to oh, 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 hey. Yeah, like okay. I come and cook for you and have conversation. I think people... My, you should have you should have seen you should have seen Drew and myself our ears Gosh. just perk right up oh. big smiles on our oh, face uh, when we heard the cook for you I'm, thing. I'm buying the perk. I'm buying the perk right now. <laughs> I, I do, I bring, the, I bring everything and I have, just, just connecting, I think my heart with the fundraiser is to connect with people and to be supportive, to to get to understand people's uh, vision of life and, and be there. So I have pretty cool perks. I even have one where I go and I do your makeup and take pictures for you for your social media. Hold right. on, okay. So, oh, hold on. Okay, uh, okay, so. <laughs> I'm into this too. Hang on, hang on, hey, hang hey, on hey, here, hey, hey. hang on. Put so some makeup on, let's do this So, thing, Drew, if you ever had a, if you ever had a GoFundMe and you yeah. had, you know, these perks and stuff, would you do the cooking for somebody and the makeup for somebody? So, I'm, I would be terrible at makeup. I have no idea what I'm doing. But, I mean, you could offer it and I, see what I, happens. Yeah, right? See what happens. <laughs> Yeah, that's right. That's right. Oh, that could be really bad. I'll, I'll get my kids to do it. They'd probably be a, do a better job than I would. And what about the cooking? Well, your daughter would, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I would, I would do the cook. Uh, well, I mean, it'd be specific meals. It wouldn't be like anything you want. I'm, like I'm re- I make steak. I make some. I make some mean French toast. Let me tell you. Oh, hello. Oh. And any. And is, that, is that an invite, bro? Uh, no, and I've got. <laughs> I can do. I can do scrambled eggs like there's oh no tomorrow. My in fact, when my kids were young, when my here, kids were we really go. young, we I I I uh, I was making scrambled eggs. Yes, and I I always like them to be. I don't like it dry. You know, if you overcook scrambled yes. eggs, it's kind of dry. Yes. yes. So yeah. you know, I would you know add a little just a t- you know just a little bit of milk to it, oh, and yeah. and you cook it on high heat but very very short. Yes. And it's almost runny a little bit when mm-hmm. you pull it off the 
off the uh, stove and Come put on. it on a plate or whatever. And what I did with my kids is I called it Daddy's Famous Eggs. I just made it up. Daddy's Famous Eggs. So now, <laughs> if my wife does scrambled eggs, my kids will say, no, 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 we want Daddy's, we want Daddy's Famous Eggs. Oh, <laughs> my like, God. I coined, coined the phrase Daddy's Famous Eggs. So, you know, if you could do that with some of your cooking skills, That's Drew, right. That's right. And, and, you know, make a name for yourself. Yes. Forget music. Forget music. No problem. I would. Yeah. I Forget love music. cooking. I yeah. love cooking. Yeah. Love. Well, I love eating. So there we go. <laughs> that's why we get along. <laughs> I do like both. I do like cooking and eating as yes, well. And yes. I, I was just looking for a way to be creative and connect with people. I understand that people will not give just because. Like, I, I do want to work for that money and I'm putting some extra effort. Yes, yes. <laughs> no, that's great. So, really yeah, great. to yeah. provide with services. I know people will usually pay for, like, for, for, like, for, for women, like, she'll go and pay to have a face done and stuff. And this is something that I've been gifted um, to know how to do it. So I'm just like, okay, I'm going to work for, for every single penny I get for, for that EP. So it is a stretch. People, people already feeling so stretched with uh, what is going on in the world, and I don't want to feel that I'm taking again uh, something away from them. I want to give mm. as much as I'm receiving. I would love to be able to give back. So this is why I have those perks um, to encourage people to have conversation and just have a good time. Those, those are great perks. They really are. Yeah. They're unique. Yeah, they They're are. different. I mean, I can't remember the last time I had my makeup done. So. I guess I know what we're doing this afternoon. Yeah. I'm, I, I'm doing your makeup. <laughs> I, I've worn makeup before. I will admit. I, I've no, worn makeup. No shame. Yeah, like yeah. yeah, of course. TV right. or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. For sure. Uh, wh- whether it's a photo shoot or yeah. TV or whatever else. Absolutely. Totally. So I've worn makeup. Oh, yeah. um, I'm not good at putting on makeup. Uh, as a joke once, <laughs> as a joke once, I put on some lipstick and stuff, but I, I can't even do that. I'm, I, I don't look good. Can you, can you do it next time or no, hang out? No. Please? No. Just for me? No. I'd like to see you do it, though. <laughs> Friday nights down. No, okay. Oh! <laughs> That's a whole, sorry. <laughs> we'll edit that out. Yeah. Just kidding. No, we'll keep it in we'll there. We'll keep it in there. <laughs> well, listen, Kareen, it's been a pleasure to chat with you and uh, really excited, uh, excited for you as far as this EP is concerned and uh, looking forward to hearing that new single for radio as well. Uh, really looking forward to that. And I hope everything goes well with the fundraising. Yeah. I, those are those great are ideas. great, unique things that I've never seen anybody do. And and it's brilliant. It really mm-hmm. is. It's, it's something that somebody can relate to and say, yeah, I'd love somebody to cook me a meal. My wife loves that. She would love for somebody to come by yeah. and be, be chef for the day or something like that, totally. you know? Yeah. So that's that's great. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. I really appreciate um, having me today and just um, giving me that platform, giving me space again to, to share a little bit of my story. So thank you guys for having me. And uh, yes, I can't wait to share more music and uh, grow and keep sharing my passion i can't wait for you to share more music i've uh you've gained a new fan and me and, and us um love what you're doing love your voice love your sound and thankful that you are using music to bless people thank you so much that was a good time like i said in the beginning we don't have uh, many uh times when a previous guest or somebody of uh jaylene johnson's caliber yeah. Uh, come to us but when they do and they say you gotta have this person on your show uh, you take it seriously yeah and you know you never know what you what you're going to get you never know what to expect uh, but just to hear a little bit about her journey and uh and where she's come from and the you know some of the struggles that you know single mom yep. and yep. and she's doing this thing she's raising a family and she's writing music and and then of course the whole language barrier totally you know being basically fluent in in French and English as a second language but releasing music in English mm-hmm. I mean that's a that's an obstacle that regular artists don't have to <laughs> do right. right that's right you've never that's had right. to do that no it'd be like no. you writing french music no and, thank you <laughs> right <laughs> it'd be so hard yeah or spanish yeah exactly right? so it's it's just incredible to see i mean that is that is called jumping through hoops yeah 
I love hearing people's stories. I love getting connected to not just uh, the artist, but also the human. <laughs> and so it was really cool just hearing where she's come from and what she's done. And yeah, like you said, her struggles. And um, but also for me, you know, I have a soft spot in my heart, a soft spot in my heart for Winnipeg that I was home for a long time. So it was really cool to kind of hearing a story of someone trying to sort of find a new home in that city and and find a new family with her church and yeah. um, how she's doing life with her sisters in this new place and space, new languages. I think, man, this was a really cool episode and I loved getting the chance to get to know her. And if you don't get anything out, uh, anything else out of this episode, mm. think about, you know, what she's doing with the fundraising. That's pretty cool. And just the, the unique, quite brilliant uh, perks that she's offering uh, that normally you wouldn't hear about. Normally, you know, if you buy my music, uh, you'll get a free autograph or some uh, or, poster yeah, or, or a poster merch. or yeah, yeah. a personally signed whatever, you yeah, know, yeah, yeah. but this is unique stuff. And obviously she's good at it. Right. Like she's got to be good at cooking if she's going to offer cooking. Right. Unlike you. I'm amazing at cooking. Really? I'm really good. No, but really? I'm really good. Yeah. I've never tasted any of this stuff. Uh, so I'm, I'm, I'm looking for the for invite. No, 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 no. Wow. No, no, no. I don't believe you. There we go. Yeah. I, I don't care. Well, so there. <laughs> Glad we get along so well. Great conversation with Kareen Badu. Awesome. And it is now time for our artist advice. And uh, today we've got the guys from Apollo LTD. If there was one piece of advice that you could give to artists or musicians, um, new or old, what would that be? Don't do it. <laughs> Real estate. Yes, Get a real job. That's right. That's right. I love it. I love it. Oh, no. I'm kidding. You can edit that out if you'd like. Um, one piece of advice to artists or musicians. Be yourself. Be who you're unique. you were uniquely created to be. The world needs to hear your voice. We already have all the other voices. Be you. Jordan Phillips and Adam Stark from Apollo LTD. Hmm. So good. Yeah. Yeah. Be who God created you to be. Be yourself no matter what they say. Like, I think that's so important. Just be, we need you. We need your voice, your heart, whatever God has given you. We need that to shine out. Just be yourself. So not Millie Vanilli. So, <laughs> so not Millie Vanilli. Oh, okay. I understand. I understand. <laughs> yeah. It's definitely good advice from the boys at Apollo LTD. Mm. And that is it for this week's episode of Between the Grooves. Once again, we hope you enjoyed the show. Make sure you subscribe to the podcast for new episodes every Monday. Don't forget to leave us a rating and a review to help us reach more people. And hey, we are on Twitter and Facebook. So if you are also on Twitter and Facebook, let's hang out there at Between Grooves. Check us out there. Let's chat it up. Give us some ideas for the shows. You can check out some of the other podcasts. We would love to connect with you on Twitter and or Facebook. Have a great week. Take care. We'll see you next time.